Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Always great to see him. It's Adam Rittenberg, ESPN. Adam, welcome back. Thanks so much for the time. Oh, thanks for having me. I hope you're doing well, Steve. Yeah, I hope you're doing well, too, my friend. Okay, so um, I always feel it's smart to do your due diligence. Uh, so how important is it that the Big Ten presidents have instructed Tony Petiti to, at minimum, do his due diligence here? Yeah, I think it's important. I think it's recognizing the landscape. Uh, they were not, they were not in this position a week ago in talking to Tony. You know, he said very much that they were focused on USC and UCLA, and uh, it was his job to inform the presidents and chancellors of what's going on in the landscape. Um, and and you know, clearly the landscape has changed given Colorado's departure to the Big Twelve and the likelihood of one or both Arizona schools making the same move. So, you know, this is the Big Twelve, the Big Ten positioning itself again. You know, trying to make it clear they're not trying to destroy the Pac-12, which gets a lot of laughs because people feel like they destroyed the Pac-12 last year with USC and UCLA. But um, being ready in case um, the league is is coming apart at the seams, and Oregon and Washington, you know, have long been at least on the peripheral radar for the Big Ten. Yeah, uh, yeah, USC and UCLA. I think people have to remember they contacted the Big Ten. Uh, and that's that's something that a lot of people don't, may not realize. It wasn't the Big Ten saying, hey, follow me, follow me to freedom. Uh, USC and UCLA were trying, especially UCLA, was trying to find an economic way out. No doubt. Um, and I think, you know, if the Pac-12 does cease to exist, which would be very sad as someone who grew up watching that conference in Agreed. person, um, you know, I think the list of people that contributed to it would have USC uh, uh, Chancellor Carroll Folt a lot higher than Kevin Warren, uh, to your point, the former Big Ten commissioner. I think that USC initiated this along with um, you know, certainly those in the media industry. UCLA it was, you know, kind of is and has been broke, and they, you know, they see the Big Ten as a way to um, ease their financial uh, challenges. So um, that's, uh, that, that, that's, that's where we're, we're at right now with the Pac-12. Now there's other people that have contributed to that downfall but um you know that that you know the, the league is certainly in scramble mode right now is this something where the big 10 might wait to see what arizona arizona state and utah decide and if they do decide that they want to find greener greener pastures a little further to the east that they they would then feel free to go after Oregon and Washington if they go through the vetting process and come out on the plus side? Yeah, I mean, I think everybody, the first major event is, is obviously Arizona and their board and their regents meeting tonight. Um, it oversees both Arizona and Arizona State. Now, Arizona has you know, long been seen to be almost in the Colorado camp of very seriously considering leaving the uh, Pac-12 for the Big 12. Arizona State, meanwhile, has been one of the more loyal Schools to the um, to the uh, uh, Pac-12. Their president Michael Crow was was one of the people that supported Larry Scott, the commissioner, even when almost nobody else was at the end of his time as commissioner. Uh, Ray Anderson, their AD, ha- has been uh, you know very supportive of the Pac-12 even amid the challenges in that conference. And so, you know, if both of them were to leave, we'll, you'll see if Utah were to follow. That that doesn't seem like 
um, you know, again, that, that doesn't seem out of the realm. And then, and then we'll, we'll, we'll kind of go from there uh, as far as Oregon and Washington. So I think that, that's the sequence. Uh, I know Washington has a board meeting late, late tonight, Pacific time. And, uh, but I don't think that will yield any sort of decisions. Mm-hmm. The Arizona schools, it sort of rests in their hands right now. Adam, it, right now, Johns Hopkins is in the Big Ten uh, for lacrosse. Notre Dame is in for men's ice hockey. It, could it be out of the realm of possibility that if if they were to go in the Oregon Washington direction, they bring them in for football, men's and women's basketball, but let their other their Olympic sports find uh, geographic homes? I, I don't think. I mean, the Big Ten has has pretty much been a uh, consistently a league where you're either all in or you're not in. Right. Um, right. You know, regarding Notre Dame, um, you know, they they got the deal from the ACC that they would never get from the Big Ten. That's why they took it. I just don't think the Big Ten, again, operating from a position of strength, is going to do anything unless uh, unless it, it involves a full membership. What do you know about Florida State other than their very public pronouncements? Well, you know, they they have made it no secret see that they that they've been upset with the situation in the ACC, um, and it certainly was was you know, at the end of an already busy news day just to see their president and their uh, uh, their trustees you know be so vocal and direct about their belief that they need to exit the conference you know barring some major revenue. Uh, um, structuring changes that that was certainly jarring to see, but you know, they they have made it clear for a while that they want um, they want a different situation. The key is the how, right? Like how are they going to get out of the grant of rights? How are they going to exit the ACC? I had another administrator in that conference who tell me that their display was was ridiculous as, as he as he described it. Um, so you know, I think I think it's, it's it, they've made it clear now they don't want to be in the ACC, but how are they going to to actually uh, um, uh, you know create a pathway so that they can get out of the conference. That's going to be very interesting to see because I, I don't think any of the other schools that have considered exiting that conference are where Florida State is from a mentality standpoint and certainly externally saying the things that they said yesterday. Right. And But you also have to have a landing spot if you leave, right? Right, right. Yeah, there's there's that problem as well. I mean, you know, I think would would the SEC consider taking Florida State um, you know, at, 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 you know, and again, one thing to keep in mind is that I don't think anyone joining the Big Ten or the SEC, unless it's the University of Notre Dame, is coming in as, as a full member. Exactly. Uh, so, you yeah. know, would Florida State go to the SEC at a discount? I, I'm guessing they would. Uh, so, yeah. you know, if you're Greg Sankey and, and those presidents, you know, you have to consider that because it's still a great brand. Uh, you're already in the state of Florida, but um, it strengthens you in, in, in your home in your home footprint. So uh, that would seemingly be the, the landing spot. I know there was a lot out there uh, about uh, Florida State and possibly the Big Ten. Uh, Florida State has uh, you know increased its academic profile uh, in recent years, but it's it's such a geographic outlier for the Big Ten. I know we're saying that with USC and UCLA coming in. I, I I've, I've been told that the Big Ten. Uh, goes and looks towards the ACC. The two schools that it would target would be Virginia and North Carolina, North which Carolina. Yeah, would, would fit in very well. So yeah, I, I don't, are, I don't, yeah. I'm not hearing the, the Big Ten is looking at Florida State this time. But yeah. I mean, right now, anything's on the table. I was told the exact same two schools as you were, right? Virginia, and North Carolina. Okay, if if anything ever came to pass, all right. Yes. Um, 
I have to ask you about Northwestern. You've done a lot of coverage of this. Uh, where does that program stand right now? And, I mean, you're up to, what, eight, nine lawsuits and a lot of people being named. What is your viewpoint of what we're seeing at Northwestern? Right. You know, more, more lawsuits, uh, I think about four new ones are, are today um, came in. Uh, so, yeah, that number continues to increase. The team is preparing for, I believe, its first practice today. I have to check on that. I know they were going through their uh, mandatory in-person anti-hazing seminar uh, today, um, which all Northwestern teams are going to be doing before their seasons now. Right. And, and I think their first practice is a team that starts um, uh, has the first game on the third, not the second. It, you know, is today. So they're on the practice field very soon, if not already. Um, mm-hmm. David Braun is leading them. Uh, Skip Holt, the uh, longtime college coach now in the USFL, is is there as a special assistant to head coach David Braun. And, you know, you're starting to see a little bit of pushback, Steve. You, you, there was a, a, a series of, of tweets last night, if, it, if we still call them tweets. I don't know what this app is called anymore. But <laughs> from Mike Hankwitz, the, the longtime defensive coordinator, um, defending yeah. Pat Fitzgerald and the program against these allegations, and and you know there were certainly some you know full-on defense of, of 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 you know racism and and hazing, but there were also quite a lot of facts that Coach Hankwitz put there as far as the reporting mechanisms that were in place to uh, to relay any sort of mistreatment, um, and so then that's been corroborated by people I've talked to in this story. So we're just again story's nowhere near over. Uh, there's a review of a current assistant coach that's still going on. There's reviews of the entire athletic department culture uh, by Loretta Lynch, the former U.S. Attorney yeah. General. So th- this thing is, is far from over. I was about to ask that question about her. What does her presence and her name mean behind this? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's obviously different opinions about her, you know, given her, her public profile. But I think Northwestern sure. wanted somebody that has, a, you know, was a notable name, um, you know, to show credibility. In, in looking at not just the football program, but what's happening with the entire athletic department, how accountability is enforced, how some of these reporting lines are set up. Although I, I would imagine uh, Ms. Lynch and her team will find that Northwestern did do the right thing in terms of setting up ways for athletes to report um, abuse and mistreatment within the program. Uh, but, but she's looking at the whole thing, and again, it's just an attempt by University President Michael Schill to uh, to address what's happened and the allegations and attempt to move forward um, with, with obviously a, a very high-profile attorney uh, leading these investigations. Okay, I, I want to ask one more about the possibility of adding schools. Have you talked to anybody in the Big Ten about how to organize this? In other words, they're trying to integrate USC and UCLA and like like you, I feel that you know when the Big Ten expands, they bring everybody in. But it takes a lot of organization to take care of 22 sports, especially with the travel involved in this. Is there some hesitation because they really don't have everything buttoned down yet as to how to do USC and UCLA yet? Right. I think, again, there's a focus, you know, as recently as, as a week ago from Tony Petiti telling me, like, like, we are focused on UCLA and USC and figuring out the schedules and the logistics and all of that. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it, it's added more complexity to it um, now that you may be adding more schools from the West Coast, uh, you know, two more schools, it looks like, um, possibly even four. 
Uh, but, but yeah, and, and there, there has been or there was and continues to be a lot of focus on how is this going to work with USC and UCLA because they're so far away from the general uh, you know, center of the Big Ten. Um, and, 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 you know, this is it's obviously a time, as you know, where, you know, the, the welfare of the athlete and the well-being of the athlete is, is top of mind for people, um, yeah. especially yeah. because of the transfer portal and, and the power that those athletes have. So that, you know, there, there, there needs to be a lot of, of work and time that goes into just the USC and UCLA component, and, and now that, that may be amplified by, by new additions. My friend, thank you so much for the time. It's always a pleasure and appreciate you very much. Okay, thanks for having me.